Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Victor's Thoughts here on Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Brought to you by VIP Tech and sponsored by OSNAP, the vitamin packets that boost your energy, help you sleep, and rejuvenate your DNA. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, and today I'm going to be talking to you about my own opinions on things. That's what Victor's thoughts are. It's basically a show that pretty much lets you know what I think of things. Whether it's right or not, doesn't really matter. Uh, well, sorry, I should say whether you agree or not doesn't really matter. Uh, these are my own personal thoughts and, uh, Sometimes I proffer facts. In fact, for the most part, I proffer facts. Um, and yes, everything I say is verifiable. Uh, remember, if you like what you hear, definitely hit that like button and share it if you think somebody can benefit from what we say here. And uh, definitely subscribe if you want to hear more from us. Uh, hit the notification bell if you want to know when we go live or when we upload a new video. Wow, that's late. Uh, also, if you don't like you doing YouTube, you can always listen to us on podcasts, uh, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, you can even ask Alexa to play our podcast, and it'll be out there for you to listen to on her speaker. Also, if you need a copy of this show or any show that's broadcast on the network, uh, send me an email, whoseblindlifeisitanyway at gmail.com. Or you can DM me on Facebook or Twitter, and I will send you a link to the folder that houses all the episodes for Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway uh, for all our series. Uh, today is an interesting, well, it might be interesting. I don't know. It depends on how you feel about this sort of thing. Today we're talking about legal matters. Now, some of this was sparked by an experience I had over the weekend. Was it the weekend? Yeah, the weekend. An experience I had over the weekend. Huh. Uh, yeah, on the Saturday. Fuck, I'm so stupid. Anyway, it was an experience I had over the weekend on Saturday. And part of this was due to a conversation I had on the blind view today with Becca. And subsequently, after the show, we had an off-camera uh talk about it with Gino, the uh, the producer. Now, first and foremost, I, I don't like people who complain and then don't do anything about it. The problem is people bitch, they complain, they moan about how how bad their life is or not necessarily how bad their life but how how unfair it is and and blah 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 how people get to do things and they don't that sort of thing for example they they uh complain about the accessibility of certain uh services or certain programs, or certain items. But they don't do anything about it. They don't say anything about it. Yeah, they complain to their friends. They mutter under their breaths that, hey, this is unfair. This shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? You're right, it shouldn't be. But 
you do not have the right to complain if you don't tell anyone about it. Particularly the people who are causing you grief. Here's the situation that I ran into on Saturday. So, on okay, my niece, Samantha, was getting confirmed. She's just, wow, she's old enough to be confirmed. Holy shit, she's old enough to be confirmed. I remember when she was just a little kid. Chasing me and and stuff like that, climbing all over me with her her cousin Seth and wow. Anyway, she was getting confirmed. Now, as some of you may or may not know, my sister lives all the way in Innisville, which is about an hour outside of north of Toronto, and we were going to attend. We being me, Annabelle, and Aaliyah, and I, I'm assuming Noggle would have gone as well. But uh, suffice it to say, we were going to go. Now, naturally, with it being an hour out of Toronto, we'd have to rent a car. Now, the, comp- the credit card company that we have, or that Annabelle has, uh, well, they forgot to send her a replacement card because her other card expired. So we had to call them to get a replacement card. In the meantime, we didn't realize that we couldn't use that old card anymore. I would have thought that there would have been a special policy out there for COVID and stuff like that, but no such luck. Suffice it to say, I was under the impression that I could rent the car under my credit card. After all, it doesn't matter who pays for the card. Sorry, not card, but it doesn't matter who pays for the card. Whether it's Annabelle, whether it's me, whether it's Aaliyah, the card gets paid for. You are essentially paying to use that car or service, whatever the service. Granted, they aren't supposed to let me drive it. Which is a good thing because the last time I checked, you know, blind people can't always drive straight. I know I've tried, but no, we can't always drive straight. I can't, I can't even walk a straight line if I try it. But anyway, I could understand them not renting the car because I was planning on driving it. But the fact is, Annabelle would have been the driver. Now, what if I didn't have a wife but needed a car anyway? Would I be able to get one and hire somebody to drive it? Apparently not. Because it would seem that blind people are not allowed to rent cars. Now, one thing that Becca suggested was that I call and reserve the car under my name. And then show up there to pick up the car with my driver in tow.
Except, why should I have to do that? Why should I have to cajole or fake my way in to get a service that I have every right to? And before you say I don't have a right to it, I have a full right to do that. If I have the wherewithal, in other words, the money, I can rent a car and hire a third person to drive it who has a valid driver's license. I would get the insurance for the car. Just like if I was to buy a car and try to get insurance for it, they wouldn't insure it. Well, why? Oh, because it's under your name. Well, that's got nothing to do with it. I can hire somebody to come drive it for me. So ended up so ends up we ended up not going. My niece got confirmed without us. And I am now going to launch a complaint with the Human Rights Tribunal, the federal and provincial versions. Because this is something that should not be allowed. Especially in Ontario, because we have the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act, which clearly states, in no uncertain terms, that if a business does not have accessible products or services, they must have an accommodation. So, if a person, if a company doesn't have a talking cell phone, they have to come up with an accommodation or a reasonable similar product. Now, that's not the case anymore because we now have iPhones and Androids and all kinds of stuff. But the law is clear. In the case of a rental car, if I want to rent a car, I should have that right. As long as I have a person with a valid driver's license who will be driving the car, that's all they have to worry about. Well, that and, of course, the fact that I, I am paying for it. And I have money in my account to cover the payment, the rental. Something like this should not be allowed. And for Christ's sakes, if it shouldn't be allowed, speak the fuck up. Don't just sit there, grin, and bear it. Don't get me wrong. I understand you want to keep a good relationship with people. For example, I have no doubt my wife wanted to keep these people as, uh, well, not friends, but good business acquaintances because they offered us discounts and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we've been renting them for several years now. And they offered us, you know, deals and discounts and 
stuff like that. So she wants to keep it that way. So she didn't want me ruffling any feathers. So I didn't push it. In fact, I didn't push it at all. Sure, I argued. Sure, I informed him that he was breaking the law, specifically the Accessibility for Ontarians with Disabilities Act. But that's as far as I went. Having said that, as I just said, I'm going to be filing a notice with the Human Rights Tribunal and launching a complaint. And more than likely, class action, class action lawsuit. Yes, I do know some about the law. I may not be a brainiac at it, but I know something about the law. And I'll get into that in a minute. But guys, I don't want to hear you bitch and complain if you're not going to do anything about it. Because that's not right. You want to advocate for yourself, advocate for yourself. Do it politely. Do it calmly. Don't raise your voice. I mean, I called somebody today at the uh, human rights, I don't know, so basically it was a center that's supposed to help us with our legal rights, our human rights rather. So I called this person up and I'm talking to them and I explained my dilemma and she says, well, why would you want to rent a car? Which is an obviously stupid question. Why would you want to have a baby? Why would you want to climb a mountain? So she wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise. She wouldn't let me let me talk at all. And then on top of everything, the bitch had the nerve to say that I was raising my voice at her. Which is funny because how could I raise my voice at someone if I can't even talk? I mean, it boggles the mind. Really. So the other, the other thing that got talked about at on the Blind View today was the fact that, um, well, how can I put this succinct, succinctly? Um, basically, well, we were arguing about, well, we were arguing about a lot of things, but the major thing was whether you can live in a hotel forever and ever and ever. And I was telling Gino that, you know, the reason you can't live 
in a hotel forever and ever and ever is because of hotel policy, not because of the law. Because in the end, as long as you're paying the rate the hotel sets out for you, you can declare at home. Some people actually do that. They live in hotels because it's cheaper for them to do so. I mean, just think. They don't have to pay electricity. They get free Wi-Fi. <laughs> they don't have to worry about water bills, property taxes, setting the place on fire. You don't have to worry about any of that. So, save for the price, I honestly don't see any downside to living in a hotel. Or motel, for that matter. So, the only difference between living in an actual apartment or house or living in a hotel or motel is the fact that you've got certain rights and responsibilities under the Landlord and Tenant Act. You have certain rights as a tenant, and you have the other side, you also have certain responsibilities as a tenant. For example, A landlord cannot kick you out willy-nilly and deprive you of your, well, quote-unquote, home. They can't do that. They have to file eviction proceedings with whatever housing tribunal is in your jurisdiction, blah, blah, blah. And that usually takes some months. And even then they can't do that. They still have to give you some chance to make amends for what you're being kicked off out for. In other words, if you don't pay your rent in two or three months, on the third month, they give you a notice that, hey, if you don't pay your rent, we're gonna take we're gonna evict you. And this is something that goes on every single day. Every single day. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter what country you live, what part of the world you live. You can live in a place as long as you pay for it as you pay as long as you pay ruminate sorry remunerations sorry remunerations to the owner to live there you can even connect cable you can even connect whatever you want to do as long as you have the landlord's permission. In the case of hotel, that would be uh, the hotel's permission. In other words, if you're staying at a Best Western, you ask Best Western if you can do this or not. Not if you can stay there or not. 
Because Best Western doesn't give a flying fuck. You can stay there for as long as you want. As long as you pay their rates. Whatever that rate might be. 50 bucks a day, 100 bucks a day, 200 bucks a day. They don't care. And just think, you get a maid service every day. You can have room service every day. Air conditioning. Because most hotel rooms are air conditioned these days. But yeah. No. If you want to bring in a fridge. Or if you want to connect a cable outlet. Whatever the case. Well, actually, not even a fridge. If you want to connect a cable outlet, which involves making changes to the room, that's when you have to ask permission from the landlord. Or, in this case, Best Western. Or Holiday Inn. Or Riata. Or the Trump Hotel and Casino. And no, you don't ask Trump if you can do something in one of his rooms. You actually have to ask Trump Hotel and Casino because they're the owners of the place, not Trump. He's just the moron that works at the top of the hill. No pun intended. So... Some people would turn to me and say, well, Victor, you're oversimplifying things. I'm really not. I'm really not oversimplifying it. It is that simple. They say position, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Now, what that means is that you possess something and it's easier to keep a hold of it if you don't possess it. Plus, it's also harder for you to, to lose it if you do possess it. There's also a term, UD posit. Okay, this is something I'm going to try. Okay, this is going to be hard. UD posedites. Yes, something like that. UD posedites. And look, I just drew a blank as to what that means. I had it all in my head. No word of a lie. It was all in my little head. I just read about it. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, suffice it to say, the rule of law in society is there to govern ownership and possession. I mean, above and beyond the moral code, how it's wrong to murder someone, how it's wrong to steal from someone, how it's wrong to hit someone, there's the legal aspect of it. And the legal aspect says that you cannot deprive a person, anyone, doesn't matter who they are, any person in a country, you cannot deprive that person of anything within reason. 
For example, if they own a home or a car or a bike, you cannot take it away from them. That also includes a life. That also includes unblemished skin. In other words, if you hit somebody and bruise them, guess what? That's illegal. Because you actually blemish their skin. And before you say, yeah, you're oversimplifying, no, I'm not. It's really that simple. I actually researched this. Not today, a long time ago. I did it for my brother. Then I did it for myself. Way back when my brother was having legal issues. Murder is illegal because you are depriving the country of any future income that that murdered person might make. The same goes for homes. You cannot take a home away from a person because it deprives that person of his property. Whether it's real estate property or in the case of hotel, a room property. doesn't matter if you're there as a transient person. In other words, a person who, who travels and goes through a place. No, it doesn't matter. As long as you're paying your rates per night and you're not disturbing any guests, enjoyment of their stay at the hotel. There isn't a damn thing anyone can do about it. That also brings up an interesting question. Because they tell us that, okay, we are not allowed to be Denied service. In other words, if I have a, a store, for example, a corner store, a convenience store, store, or what they call in New York a bodega, and I refuse to sell something to a black man or a, a Latin man or a Chinese man, or a blind man, or a gay man. That is my, within my rights as the business owner. But ah, it's also against the law. So how do you balance that out? Some would say you can't. But you can. Because there's precedent. Like I said, what the law says is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. It's pretty straightforward if you can read chicken scratch and stereo instructions. But it is pretty straightforward. Where things get blurry is where law starts to evolve. For example... Jim Crow laws. 
how it was normal for people to own slaves. And then it became illegal because of a ruling in the lower courts over and above the Constitution that said, hey, people can't be owned anymore. That's not right. So, plunk, guess what? A new amendment was passed to the Constitution in the form of Bill of Rights, or what us Canadians call the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And the law follows those rights to a T. Even as far as possession goes. But they have to use reasonable possession. Sorry, let me say that again without actually fucking it up. Reasonable possession. Now, I understand what squatters' rights are. In fact, at the end of the day, squatters' rights is what fucked up the Native Indians from their lands. And again, this is where the oversimplification of the law comes in. Let's say that um, you live in a home with a mutual driveway. In other words, a driveway that is shared between you and your neighbor. So you have a house on the left and a house on the right, and straight down the middle is a driveway. Now, you've lived there for about five or six years. And in those five or six years, you've used that driveway every year to, I don't know, sell your wares or or have a garage sale or... um, a farmer's market. Now, for five or six years, your neighbor didn't say anything. He didn't go boo. In fact, five or six years ago, he said it was okay. Go ahead. Sure, I'm not using it that day. So what ended up happening is Buddy continued to use it every single day. And the neighbor just didn't bother. And there's the word. Didn't bother. And it all boils down to the same thing. Remember what I said at the beginning. I don't want to hear you bitch and complain about an injustice and then not do anything about it. Because not only is that wrong morally, it's also laziness. Same with the law. 
if you don't say anything for five or six years and you allow your neighbor to continue doing this, well, guess what? He just bought that land from you for nothing. You can't take him to court. The courts are going to say, ha, 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 too bad. Get the fuck out of here. Courts adjourned. For five or six years, you allowed him to sit there and have his farmer's market or his garage sales. And you didn't say a word. Now, I can understand if you didn't know about it. That's where the statute of limitations comes in. And you'll find the statute of limitations in every code of law. Sorry. Is it a code? Yeah, I'd say it's a code. Yeah. In every rule of law. You have the statute of limitations. In most cases, the statute of limitations is there not only to protect the consumer, but it's also there to protect the seller. If you buy a product within two years, and, and something happened in those two years. And you didn't do about anything about it within those two years. You're shit out of luck after the second year. You cannot sue. You cannot recover your money. Not it. Because that's the law. And if you don't believe me. Check out your own laws. This is not state or province specific. It is, in fact, a rule of law. That you have two years within being notified of the wrong or what's called a tort you have within those two years to file a claim that's why it doesn't matter if you didn't hit anybody in a traffic accident, that traffic accident stays on your record for seven years, your driver's license record. Well, no, I shouldn't even say that. Not your driver's license record, but your insurance record. Demerit points and, and other things like that stay on your license for two years. Like I said, according to the statute of limitations. And just like the statute of limitations, there is another act. It's called the Interpretations Act. The Interpretations Act is an act that pretty much tells you what certain things mean. Certain words in the law. For example, a, a person is defined as a human being or body, a body politic. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to go into the whole sovereignist theory shit. It's way too much. <laughs> Especially for this episode of Victor's Thoughts. But anyway, the Interpretations Act 
makes things in the law exact. And I mean exact, like to the letter. So there isn't any ambiguity. You can you cannot get ambiguous with the law. Specifically because of those two acts. The Statute of Limitations and the Interpretations Act. And like I said, every state has one, every province has one, every country has one. One of each. Not just one, one of each. Every country, it doesn't matter which country you live in, doesn't matter how how badly or communistic the country is, the country's citizens still have rights. At the end of the day, communism and capitalism are both there for the people. They're just two different ways of governing. And both of them are essentially the same. They both feel that they have a better idea of how they sh how people should run their lives. And I can't blame them for that. You cannot blame a communist for wanting to make sure that all of their citizens are covered by health care. So they institute a, a socialist health care system. Like Canada does. I mean, can you really blame a country that wants to take care of, the, of its citizens? Can you blame a country for wanting to drop their tax rates by making sure each one has good health care? No. Can't blame a country for that. The fact that they'd rather put the money in their pockets rather than pay for, for someone else's health care is just well, smart law, smart taxes. So while I've been talking, let me see if there's any comments. Yeah, no comments. So I don't even know if anybody's watching. It doesn't matter. They can play this to their heart's content afterwards. The fact is, these are things... And like I said, or like I've been told, I oversimplify things. But I don't. I really don't. The fact is, the law is simplified to that extent. The only difference between apartments, condominiums, homes... Hotels, motels, inns, bed B&Bs, Airbnbs. <laughs> it's how many rights and freedoms a person has in them. And how many rights and freedoms a landlord has. Let me offer another example. A landlord 
is not allowed to reasonably deny a person the right to rent or lease their apartment. Reasonably. And, you know, that word gets tossed around a lot in law. Reasonably. What does that mean? Reasonably means you're given a certain amount of time within reason, within thinking, that is generally acceptable. That's where the statute of limitations falls. You are reasonably expected to wait two years. And if you don't get sued within those two years, the person loses all claim to their shit. Just like collection agencies, they'll scream and yell at you for payment. But once the two year, once two years have passed since you you paid them anything, and you have not once spoke about the debt. Any threats collection agencies make is meaningless. They cannot take you to court for it because they'll be left out of court. So, anyway, reasonably means reasonably. Now, a lot of a lot of things that um, Gino and I were talking about had to do with uh, expectations. Now, a person is reasonably expected. To do something. And he claims it's a world I want to create. But that's not a world I want to create. That's the world we live in. In other words. If you're going to move in with somebody. Make sure you know that person. Because if you don't. You're going to get fucked out of shit. In other words, in two or three years, Buddy decides to abuse his state, let's say. Yes, it's his fault because he's an idiot and an asshole. But according to the law, the law says it's your fault too. Because you should have reasonably known or foreseen that he was going to do that to you. Before you moved in with him. That's why there are divorce courts. Divorce courts pretty much settle out what you can and cannot claim for in a marriage. 
different states and counties have different rights and claims you can file. But in the end, it is actually simplified just like that. You can actually, if you don't take proper care of yourself, then whatever happens to you is your fault because you should have known beforehand that it was going, or at least foreseen beforehand that it was going to happen to you. In fact, we live in a world like that. Because how many times has a landlord gone into your credit history and run a credit check on you just to lease an apartment? In fact, people who rent a room at a hotel room don't have to do that, but it's only because of the type of home they're renting, essentially. In other words, like I said, remember when I said that all these places, condos, apartments, and homes, and hotel rooms, and blah, 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 the only difference is the rights and responsibilities of each person and or landlord. A landlord in a hotel room can reasonably expect that whatever person is renting the room will be out in a fixed amount of time. And he doesn't need to run a credit check on them. However, if a person stays there for two months... And dude still hasn't run a credit check on him. Again, that's his fault. That's a landlord's fault. Not the uh, transient person or guest's fault. In other words, you can't blame the guest for actually follow, doing what he's supposed to do, which is renting a room and staying there and paying it and paying the rate every night. But you can blame the landlord if, after a certain amount of time, you've been sitting there for however long, Two, three months, four months, six months. And he didn't bother to say, hey, I need a credit report on you because you're going to be staying here longer. Yes, he does have a right to do that. Like I said, it all has to do with rights and responsibilities. Oh, and by the way, um, Gino, what you were talking about was codes. Or zoning bylaws. In other words, an area can be zoned for commercial and residential use. 
but it doesn't mean they can't live there. But that's, I mean, that's that's a pain in the ass to go into. And I won't go into it here. Anyway, I wanted to get that off my chest. I mean, I know quite a bit about the law. Not to the point that I am a brainiac at it. But I know quite a bit because I had to research it. For my brother's case, for certain issues I've had in the past. I had to research this stuff. I did take the uh, uh, law course through the Hadley School. Didn't help me, though, because I don't know why. Actually, I don't know why I never finished that. Huh. I don't know. But suffice it to say, it is that simple. And I don't make this shit up. It really is that simple. This is shit I've been talking about for years. And believe me, it, it's mind-blowing how oversimplified it is. It really is. See, my daughter thinks so. See? It really is mind-blowing because you don't realize you've got these rights as a consumer. For example, did you know that if you go into a store and you, you see a display for... I don't know, let's say condoms. A box of condoms. And you can get five condoms for ten bucks. Well, somehow the pricing gun made a mistake and actually accidentally put a pack of five condoms for 10 cents. You can actually take that box up to the cash register. And if they try to charge you the $10 for it, you can actually turn around and say, hey, you cannot charge me $10 for this because... It says ten and ten cents. And the store has to literally comply with what you say. These are rights that you have as a consumer. There are consumer protection acts out there, well, at least in North America. Shit, I can't even say North America. I have to say Canada and the U.S. There are consumer protection laws out there to protect the consumer. And yeah, no, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Some laws are utterly stupid. For example, you cannot do, you cannot have anal sex in certain states. Is it certain states or certain counties? I can't remember. Sorry about that. But yeah, you can't. Likewise, you cannot fuck a sheep This in certain countries. Or in certain states. 
you cannot use a cow as a heater. Yeah, you heard me right. You cannot use a cow as a heater. But it's laws that like that that are weird. But still. <sighs> There are actual laws that protect us from shit like that. Just like there are laws that are there to fuck us up. <clears throat> Sorry, I seem to be losing my voice. So, guys, I think that's my cue. Thank you for joining me on this, this week's Victor's Thoughts. Yeah, no comments. So there you go. I hope you've enjoyed what I said. And uh, like I said, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to ask them in the comments below, and I will answer them. And, uh, well, I'll answer them if I know them. If I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll reply to you with, uh, somewhere where you can get more information on whatever it is you're asking. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining me on this week's Victor's Thoughts. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks.